I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why does making friends as an adult feel so what hard? What should I wear on a first date? What the date? hell is a form of But that Why hookup was not good. So what do I want my life to look like in five years? We We want want to know too. Since 2012, the Every Girl has been an online destination to help women around the world achieve the life of their dreams. Now, we're excited to bring you the same inspiring content with the Every Girl Podcast. This week's review comes from KV Callie, who writes, the Every Girl is for everyone. I've loved the Every Girl for years now with their daily content that covers everything. I was thrilled to see the podcast. Now I can listen on my way to work, my walks, or just around the house. The guests are amazing and interviews are informative, fun, and I feel like they are talking to me. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Do not forget to DM us at the Evergirl Podcast on Instagram to get your base work tote. I'm jealous of you. This is on my Christmas list too. For our very last giveaway before the holiday break, our last episode in 2022 and the last giveaway that we are doing from the Every Girl Gift Guide, we're giving away one of our team's favorite items that a lot of editors have across both the Every Girl and Every Mom. This item shows up in a ton of different guides because that's how much we love it. It is, of course, the 40-ounce Stanley Tumbler. If you have not heard of the 40-ounce Stanley Tumbler, this is like the TikTok famous water bottle. It's so good. Everybody goes nuts for it. It has insane insulation technology. So your water will stay ice cold basically forever, a straw designed to resist splashes and a comfort grip handle that's easy to carry. Like this is the iPhone of water bottles. Okay. You will be more hydrated than you ever thought possible. Thank you to this tumbler. To win the 40 ounce Stanley tumbler in the color of your choice, by the way, there's cute pink, there's a very chic white, a nice black, any color you want. All you need to do is leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to tell us what you loved about this episode or what you want more of, what you're loving with the podcast. Now let's dive in to the episode. My grandma, who's 93, because I like will write a lot of articles about bloating because that's what a lot of people care about. And my grandma comes for me. She like thinks it's the craziest, funniest thing. So every time I see her, she's like, are you still bloating? She like thinks it's hilarious <laughs> that I bloat. And like everybody bloats. She swears she's never bloated <laughs> in her life. That's from something. Who? Like, yeah, I just don't bloat. Is that from Bridesmaids? Yeah, I love it. That's Oh, that is from Bite. That's so Come funny. on, that's grandma. Bad. Brag about your moderation. I know, literally. And she, well, like, she drinks so much Jack Daniels. She eats a lot of chicken wings, but she just... It just doesn't bloat. Apparently has the stomach of steel and thinks I'm a little baby because I bloat, so. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, we have a lot of stuff going on, Grandma, okay? There's a lot of stuff. into it. Yeah. So we're here recording our special holiday send-off episode I'm very excited for this one, Elena. I think this is going to be super, super fun. We're having a little happy hour together, a little wine to talk about our favorite movies and rank some holiday movies and get into the holiday spirit because you and I are both very big holiday people. We both like very much love the holidays. We do. We definitely do. And you know what's funny? I was thinking back to, well, I listened to the amazing editor roundtable about the holidays, the episode, a few episodes ago. And when Andy said that every girl was like known for the holidays and that we set the bar for holidays and everything. And I was like, looking back, watching this video I did with our, our former editor, Caitlin, about like ranking top 10 holiday movies. I was almost a little bit more into the holidays before having kids, this goes against like what everyone has ever said that like you get more into it with kids. And I agree there's a different kind of magic. I don't know if I was more like still in the kid side, like loving the magic. And now 
there's all this additional work. Like before I loved decorating and I loved the movies and I could just be in it. But now there's all this like work that comes with it. Not to mention the other work of day-to-day life and parenting. Like, I think I'm just more exhausted than I was then that like, I have less of myself to give to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I almost used to go harder because I had all this, I had weekends and nights to do it. And now that time is spent more like, you know, with, with the kids or running errands or doing whatever that it's not that I love it less. I just have less of myself to give to it. And, and I think part of that is having to go toward other things like stuff with the kids, like taking them to holiday type things that I obviously wasn't going to see Santa when I was 29. Um, that, that eats up that we, you know, I wasn't. No, that makes sense though. Didn't want to, you know, be that person. So sure. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Like, but, but like my decorating and like, I still decorate and I love putting the tree up and everything, but I look back at like my home a few years ago before I had kids and I'm like, dang, I really went all out. And I'm like, I'm excited. I think I'll do it again one day. Yeah. I mean, it it makes sense that that, like, that's a good point that people don't talk about. Like, I really haven't heard anyone say that. Like you do here with kids, it's more magical, which I'm sure is true that you get to see these little beings you love so much go through this special time. But that's a good point that it's so much more work that now you're not the one who's receiving all the magic. You're like creating all of it. And and there's a lot of work like this elf on the shelf thing, which I don't understand, but that seems like a lot of work. That's like a full-time job to move your elf on the shelf around your home. It really is. And here's the thing. I started it last year and I did it this year. For those of you who don't know, the elf on the shelf is theoretically supposed, it's a little doll that's an elf and it's supposed to start coming every every day at December 1st. And it's supposed to show up at your house every day till Christmas. So that is 24 days of setting up things. And like some, you can go bare, bare bones of like just moving it around your house and hiding it in a new spot. Um, I went in strong, which set myself (laughs) up for failure of like having a more elaborate setups. I don't go as much as other people. What did help was this year, I bought this prepackaged kit that literally has something for you to set up every single night. Smart. Which is a godsend. It's made it so much easier, but it was 11 o'clock last night. And I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. Shit, I got to do Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> it's 11 p.m. And even though it took four minutes, thanks to this thing that I bought, it's a lot. And it's on top of, and, and I know some of the cheeriest people I know are like, I draw the line at Elf on the Shelf. But that's an example of like, it brings them so much joy. And then yeah. and then they went to school and talked about it. And can you imagine me and the kid? Oh. Like, and like, why don't I have an Elf visiting? And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I'm like, oh, shoot, Henry, maybe don't mention it to the other kids. Anyway. Because it's kind of like the new Santa. Like for our generation where it was like (laughs) warning if you're listening to this with your little kids in the car. But if you found out Santa wasn't real, that (laughs) it was like, don't tell the other kids. Now we have to worry about this freaking elf. Like this is a lot. And that's coming from me who I love Christmas more than anything. But like, my God, for parents, there's, that's so much. Like I get it. I get it. Yeah. And here's the other thing. I also think I did a lot more than the average 28, 29-year-old when it came to decorating. I had you sure boxes did. of ornaments by the time I was 30. And most people are like, uh, I don't own any and I don't want any. And like me and my girlfriends, we we do an annual holiday party. We've been doing it since seventh grade. Yes, you were hearing that right. Um, I was 13 when we started. I'm now 37 and we do this every year. And for years, I'd be like, guys, let's make an ornament exchange part of it. And they're all like, no. I don't put up a tree. No. And and now, of course, they all do, you know, or at least I think they all do. But for a long time, I was the only one of my uh, Christmas cheer decorating. I didn't know anyone else doing that. Yeah. You definitely went more than the average 20-something. Well, this year, I've gone into it more than I have because this is our first year in staying in LA up until Christmas. We're leaving next week to go back to both me and my boyfriend's families. But Every year passed because of COVID, like we would go for Thanksgiving and just be gone from home, like say with our families in the Midwest for the whole stretch. Yeah. From Thanksgiving to Christmas. So this is like my first, our first time that we were in our apartment together, me and my boyfriend for the December few weeks. So, you know, I got into it. We got a tree, we got a fake tree, we got a wreath, we decorated with ornaments, you know, so we did a lot. But to no extent was it even 30% of Elena (laughs) 
in her t- at age 28 in your home. Like you were like the the Santa Claus of Christmas with home decor for those years. And you, I think like, I, I love the way you still decorate your home now. First of all, thank you. I have no yeah. fresh greenery. I have no fresh greenery. Like I, there's just None. a couple things where I had to draw the line with kids. Do you know what I did do in my twenties living in the city? I was a big fan of, and I used to say this, carrying a tree home when Harry met Sally style. Like, I was there's just going to say Harry that. Met Sally where they're picking out a tree from like a city lot and carrying it home together. And so I have pictures like with my old roommates doing that. And that was very important to me to have this one Harry met Sally moment. So I think I was always kind of like romanticizing Christmas in those moments for myself. Yeah. That's what I think of. And that scene in when Harry met Sally, when she's like, when Harry's leaving the voicemail, cause they haven't talked to each other and she's like shoving the tree through the door. It is very like a romantic Especially when you're like in a city where it's like, it's city, it's Christmas. You're wearing yeah. chunky sweaters. It's like a vibe. Snow falling. I know. Also the scene from Glee, the Glee episode of Christmas where they're in, Rachel and Finn are in the tree farm. Were you a Glee fan? I forget now. I'm going on a whole tangent. Yes. Okay. I feel no, like you no, would No, no. I know be. exactly the scene you're talking about. Do you? Where they sing? Glee. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like singing like, to yeah, each other down the, the aisles of the trees. And I'm like, this is yeah. romance at its finest. But that is one of my least favorite Christmas songs. Last, Last Christmas, Christmas, I gave you my heart. I hate it, Josie. To What's me, there to it hate? sounds like it reminds me of the Adam Sandler movie, The Wedding Singer. It sounds like a song that would have been <laughs> in that, like as a joke. That is what that I song see reminds it. Okay. me of. All right. All right. Sure. And I've never liked it. And I remember we had a few of our former editors on the team. It was their favorite. And they'd always want to play it in the office. Okay, I respect your opinion. I want to hear from our special guest who we have on the show. Everyone listening, I'd like to introduce all of you to our amazing podcast intern who's been, all of these episodes exist thanks to her hard work and talent, Emma Ginsberg, our resident podcast intern. Chime in from DC. Yes, I'm in college at Georgetown in DC. I'm happy to be representing Gen Z in this in this happy hour. Our Gen Z rep. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us anything. Do you do anything? Does anyone do anything senior year of college to decorate or celebrate or what's where do you guys draw the line at celebrating or decorating? Honestly, uh, we go all out um, because Georgetown is a Jesuit university. So we oh. have lights all over the place. Um, we have lots of oh. like events that different like campus organizations will host, which is really fun. And my roommates and I, we decorated the weekend before we left for Thanksgiving break, put up stockings for everyone. We just did sc- stockings Stop. this morning. Yeah. So that what? is so sweet. <laughs> yeah. That is so cute. My extent in college was like, Ugly sweater parties and Santa beer crawls. And that was it. So that is inspirational. I don't know if I did anything at college either. Yeah. I don't think I did. It's, it's Emma, pretty fun. That's inspiring. <laughs> that that Good sounds for you amazing. guys. <laughs> yeah, it's been a blast. Definitely something I'm appreciating more this year. What's your ornament collection like at this stage of life, Josie? This is a serious question. It's tell me not existent. Tell me me, antiques. Tell me tell you. No, I actually I have my eye on these stunning ones from Etsy that I've been wanting to order that are like very like Victorian era balls that I'm obsessed with. But as of now, I I have those. They're really so cute. But I have like I like last year when it was our first Christmas living together. So I got Joey, my boyfriend, like an ornament that's like our first home together. Stupid cheesy stuff. And then we have like one for cheesy. Well, you know, I kind of like the cheesy stuff. So I was into it. But, and then we have like one for our dog and then the rest are kind of a um, little random. It's not, a, it's not very full yet, which I like because we're in the beginning. So I will, I will enjoy seeing yeah. it grow over the years, but it's so probably like 20 max. I ordered some That's cute good. little Santas and yeah. So you also got to store all of it. Yeah, you got to store it. Like, That's you know, whole like thing. you need room for storage because yeah. ornaments can take up a lot of room. So they sure do. They sure do. Well, should we dive into it? Should we get into some of the fun? Let's dive in. So we are talking holiday movies. 
So we are going to be sharing our favorites. We also did poll our audience for some input on what are your favorites. And we're going to be talking about that too. But because it's hard to narrow down holiday movies, there's so many good ones. We have a bunch of different categories that we will kind of be awarding some superlatives to. So stay tuned for a lot of fun stuff coming at you. A lot of good movie holiday content. So Elena, what are your favorite holiday movies? Like top three or top five? What are your faves that you have to watch every year? Ooh, top three. Like I can only keep only keep three forever. So a few years back, I did this vi- this video on our the Every Girl YouTube channel that I ranked my top 10 favorite from 10 to one. And I just went back to watch it because I forgot. And there are, I think I would make some changes to that list. I still love all of them because I love pretty much every Christmas movie, but my number one then and my number one now is the same. And it is not one that everyone knows. And I am actually curious if either of you have seen it. And it is The Family Stone, which... Classic. Have you seen it? Do you even know Oh my God, yes. Yes. Sarah Jessica Parker. Emma's shaking her head now. (laughs) I have no idea what that is, but... Oh my gosh. Well, it is an honor to (laughs) tell you about it. It is like the epitome of... So it's it's one of those like all-star cast movies. So it's Diane Keaton the guy who I will forever refer to as coach. He was also from Parenthood, the dad in Parenthood. Why? I can't remember what his name is, but he was coach, which is like a show from the eighties or the nineties. And he's great. He's a great actor. And then it has Claire Danes. It has Rupert, Rupert Everett. Is that his name? Rupert? No, that's not his name. That's a different actor. Who's the lead guy? Has Sarah just, I don't remember the same. Has like a big. All-star cast, if you will. Yeah. And they're a big family who are all adults now and they're coming home at the holidays. And like Sarah Jessica Parker is the girlfriend meeting the family and she is so different from the family and kind of like a little bit of chaos ensues. And it's so wonderful. It's it's my favorite still. It's a little sad. Uh, yeah, it's super <laughs> Just saying warning okay. for anyone going into it thinking it's like a jolly, happy holiday movie. There are layers There's, to it that it, I would say it's like it's sad. Okay. overarching 90% funny slash great and entertaining, but you will be crying at the end. Okay. I'll bring tissues. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going thinking about it. <laughs> Worth the watch for sure. Okay. So that's your number one. Tonight. What's your number one? My number one, I actually have tied for number one, but if I were honest with myself, my number one is Love Actually. It just, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it so much. It's very good. So good. But then I also really love The Grinch, the Jim Carrey version. I just will never not laugh at it. It makes me feel happy. I get all the warm and fuzzies. I just love it. So those are kind of my tide. I have a lot to say about both of those. So should we talk about those before we go over to Emma's favorite? Yes. Let's yeah. talk about those. Okay. And then we'll go to Emma's favorite. Um, right. I have, I have thoughts. So what did you love? Actually, I feel like got uh, not overplayed, but kind of like played out. But then when you actually go back and revisit it, it's so wonderful. Like it was wonderful and became popular for a reason. Yeah, 100%. That's what I always say about it. It's like the more you watch it, the more you realize all the little details that connect to each other. And like, I just think it's genius. That my favorite, like maybe 10 minutes of cinema in the world is that strip of time from like starting with when Joanna sings, all I want for Christmas is you through like when Colin Firth is proposing and it's like the entire the like climax. That 10 minutes. Yeah. The climax is like the best of all time. It's so good. The Okay. I, uh, I said this again in that YouTube video and I'll say it again. Like you can watch it and every time you fall in love with a different character story, or like you said, you notice something about a different character so story true. that you didn't the previous time. Yeah. And for me, when Emma Thompson is sitting on the bed and Joni Mitchell is oh. playing and she just... I'm like shattered and I'm like, I can't even, you just like feel for her in a way that I I rarely (laughs) feel for a character in a movie. Literally. Oh, And the way she like fixes the bedspread and leaves. Talk about sad (laughs) moments. Honestly, thinking about Emma Thompson in love actually when she's fixing the bed sheet and crying at Joni Mitchell. But it's like Family Stone, right? Where like most of it is just entertaining and enjoyable, but then there's like those really sad parts that yeah. you're like, oh shit, this is sad. Which the part of the holidays is sad. 
It is. It makes you have the feelings, right? Like that's, yeah. Um, the Grinch, I could not agree more, Josie. I loved that movie, but I also grew up in a big Jim Carrey's comedy fan household. Like he is not everyone's cup of tea, kind of like a Will Ferrell situation. Like I guess all comedians, like not everyone loves the same kind of comedy. Yeah. I think he's brilliant in that role. I think it's oh my so God. funny. And the it's songs so from it are wonderful. The songs, Cindy Lou Who. When like Jenny a lot of adult humor in that. There's adult humor. Baby Grinch is one of my favorite things of all time. When when he's like, it's like Santa, bye bye. It like the hello, power of best. love. I was just watching. Yeah. This movie. I totally forgot that that's <laughs> Taylor Momsen. Wow. Yeah, she was so different. Little Jenny Humphreys. Oh my god. And she, she was, was so adorable. So she cute. was that role. Yeah. Like she was adorable and her little voice singing. Oh my god! I know her little voice. It's just all so. I mean, do you know that Grinch? Have you seen that Grinch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's been a long okay. time, but um, I do love that movie. And You're I will say, on the DVD. I mean, speaking of adorable, I did not own the DVD. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, I do remember DVDs though. So that's good. That. That's great. Great. <laughs> um, but uh, I will say, um, on adorable things and love actually. I absolutely just had the biggest crush on um, Thomas Brody Sangster throughout my entire childhood and love actually. That's a little boy. Yeah. And he's now like, he's in the Queen's Gambit and like, I still have. Yeah. He's. Oh my God. When he says everybody worships her because she's heaven. Like talk about romance, honestly. Yeah. He was so cute. Yeah. That was a spot on impression. Was that good? <laughs> I do practice was my really British good. accent often. After I did just watch Love Actually, so I like, and then you have to talk in the British accent for a few days after seeing anything British. So yeah, yes. so yes. I've been practicing. Yes. But Agreed. did you guys know that in Love Actually there was a deleted scene where Sam, his little, his name Sam, the little boy, Sam. is like a gymnast. So they show him like yes. tumbling through the airport. Have you seen that? Yes. No. If anyone hasn't seen that, of it's course funny. I have. I own the DVD. Well, that's why, because I saw it on the DVD deleted scenes. But you can still YouTube it. Okay, Emma, mm-hmm. favorite holiday movie. So my favorite holiday movie, and I'm not sure if this is because of the movie itself or like the tradition I have associated with it, but um, it's White Christmas. Ah, oh, that's one of mine. Yeah, it's a classic. I think I started this maybe like sophomore year of high school, every final season, because, you know, that's also a part of the holidays, kind of makes it a little harder to get in the holiday spirit. Yeah. Every final season, when I am done with my last final, or in college, it's been when I'm on the plane ride home, I watch White White Christmas. It's my reward. It's my like, you can forget about everything and like be in the holiday spirit movie. And it's also just, yeah, it's just so classic and it really puts me in a Christmas mood. So I love it. And I love the dancing. I love that too. Do you love other old school classic movies from like that era? Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big Audrey Hepburn girl. I love um, singing in the rain. I'm kind of. Oh, classic. I didn't see White Christmas till I was an adult and I was like, hmm. I love the music, but the rest of the plot didn't. You didn't like the plot of White Christmas? (laughs) I couldn't even tell you the plot of White Christmas. And I think I've seen it twice now. There's like, they're making a musical or something. What's going on? Yes, to save the inn, Elena. It's a really big deal. In Vermont. (laughs) (laughs) If If I had to say classic, I'd go, it's a wonderful life. Classic. Also, maybe in St. Louis, even though it's not fully Christmas, but... I, it's one of my favorite movies. I don't. I knew that no one. Takers. I, I couldn't. No. I, That's I know where she I watched sings, it as a kid. Have oh, yourself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I sound just like Judy Garland. <laughs> you you do. <laughs> I yeah. love that your answer is White Christmas. So when we polled everyone on Instagram, we did ask you to decipher between millennial versus Gen Z because we're curious. Mm-hmm. So millennials, we got a lot of the holiday classic, a lot of Elf, a lot of Love Actually, a lot of Home Alone, Family Stone, and It's a Wonderful Life. Family Stone was represented. I was very pleasantly surprised. (laughs) It was. I would say the holiday and Elf were the biggest showing. Yes. 
I would, uh, yeah, definitely Elf across the board, the holiday for sure. And then Gen Z, there was more of a mix we saw, right? there. I saw a few of the holiday yeah. repeats, but it, it was, there was not a lot of across the board options. Like a standout. Type. Yeah, there was not a standout. Emma, tell us your thoughts. Why is that Gen Z representative? Um, you know, I I don't really have an explanation for that one, to be honest. I think I will say I I know a lot of people who also love Love Actually, like very, very much. Um I don't know. It might be the fact that like we are potentially oversaturated with Christmas movies at this point from like every streaming service just bombarding you with multiple Christmas movies like Netflix came out with like so many last year and I could not oh my gosh I could not keep up so maybe people just kind of stick to the classics and like don't aren't watching anything new because I can't tell you like a good new holiday movie (gasps) I could tell you a few (laughs) 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 I get very excited whenever a new holiday movie comes out and I just googled it the per like the whole millennial thing. Love actually was 2003 and the holiday was 2006. So that was like mm-hmm. our prime formative, like teenage, like those like shaped our like, like the love and the Christmas and the going, still going to the movie theater. Obviously you weren't streaming. And so I feel like those just made like such big impacts for the millennial generation at that time. And like still like have just kind of stood yeah. the test of time. Whereas now new movies that come out are streaming right away. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, are you even on that? So, like, they're not promoted as universally. And it's like, are you... And it's the the excitement of it dies down faster, like, because then a new movie comes out a week later. <laughs> Whereas, like, there, there were very few Christmas movies or holiday movies in general coming out in a given season. And now you're getting so many that it's... I feel like it's harder for anyone to make a big impact. And then you guys, did either of you watch Scrooged? Did either of you watch Scrooged? No, the that's Bill, not what is it's that called. The Bill Spirited. Murray? Oh, Spirited. No, yes, the I'm, Ryan Reynolds. Yes, it just no, came I out. Seen it yet. Are you a fan? You I think it's controversial. I haven't seen it, but I've heard mixed reviews from my parents who saw it with my younger sister, who's nine. They had very yeah. different takes. Really? People love it or hate it? Or yeah, the I movie think it's, itself is controversial? I think it's a love or hate. Of the movie. Totally. I, and that's what I saw even uh, from our team. My husband and I watched it. And granted, I think we'd had a little bit of wine. But we sat down and like, it's Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, who are both like really strong comedians, in my opinion, like or comedic acting or whatever. And it's a new take on A Christmas Carol, which is forever one of my favorite stories. Yeah. It's like Ebenezer Scrooge. But then they went and made it a musical, which I think is what really separates fans or not like it did not need to be a musical but now I find myself listening to it streaming on my Alexa because like I I like listening to the music from it and it was also a little bit too long but I loved it I loved it and I think it will be popular like in five years like I think it will be one that people but Elf Emma I was in high school when Elf came out and some people thought it was the dumbest thing ever made didn't get it thought it was silly and stupid and like, what is this? And like, and again, Will Ferrell's kind of like, like a love, love or hate, or hate Not everyone yeah. thinks, well, yeah. Like don't, don't, don't like that sense of humor. And, um, and look at it now, how many years later? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I feel like I don't know anyone who dislikes Elf these days. How could you? <laughs> I just showed it to my four-year-old who has never watched a live action movie ever. He like, he's still in the cartoon, like doesn't, the like the actual human beings don't hold his attention for that long. He was quoting it before it was even over. Like, what does that tell you? He was saying, you smell like beef and cheese. He was saying, he was trying to do the like, we'll eat a whole roll of cookie dough line. Like a four-year-old, like that's how quotable that movie was and just likable that even a four-year-old is, he's never quoted anything in his life and he watches Elf once and is trying to quote it. I just thought that, that is so funny. That just shows the a testament right. to the the comedic timing of Will Ferrell, the hilarious the script. script. That's so <laughs> cute that he's quoting it. Oh my god. I want a video of him quoting it because that would make my life. I also I thought of a not movie, but recent series that I think is <gasps> great for all ages or like most what ages. 
It's um, Dash and Lily. I don't know if either of you I watched love Dash and Lily. <laughs> that is, it's so good. It's highly underrated too. I think such a cute romance. Dash and, Josie, do you not know what it is? No, but I well, I remember it was, it was last year that everyone was obsessed with it. Like we talked about it at work a lot. Is that that one? I didn't year? watch it. It was two years ago. It was probably last year. Then maybe it was two years ago. I wish ago they would do it. I just remember people loved it. And I did. Yeah. I had to watch it. Well, it's New York. It's a love story. It's um, kind of like a rooting for the underdog. Like she's kind of a little bit of the underdog, like in, in like her high school social setting. I think it's high school, right? Yeah. And and then there's like mystery to it and will they, won't they to it. And so it, it has all the ingredients to All the ingredients. And the fact that they made it a series and not a movie, you're right, Emma. I think that was like awesome. There aren't enough holiday series. Yeah, I mean, it's like like eight episodes or something. It's really, really short and like very digestible. So it's not like a like big series that you have to watch. Yeah. But it's, yeah, a great way to break it up and tell a love story like that, I think. So cute. Josie, you'll love it. Yeah. You have to watch it. Dash and Lily. A hundred percent I'll watch it. That's a great wreck. Okay, shall we move on to most underrated holiday movie? I feel like we've already touched on a couple underrated, but what are your guys' most underrated holiday movies? I have to think about that. I have an answer. I'll go first. You guys can think about it. Because my answer is <laughs> The Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> I is, love The Muppets Christmas Carol. It's so good. The soundtrack so, okay, so I have this Christmas playlist that I always share with people, which I don't know why, because I'm not, like, the music person that's, like, listen to my playlist. But, like, for some reason, when it comes to my Christmas playlist, I'm, like, I know that everyone's going to like this. So I give it to people <laughs> who want a Christmas playlist. And everyone's, like, what the actual fuck is this song? <laughs> and every time, it's the Muppets Christmas Carol. And it's so good because the is soundtrack's amazing. the Christmas present song? Which song I have, I have every single one from the entire. I have the... <laughs> Um, how does it go? The, um, it's in the singing of a street court choir. It's coming yes. home again. That one. And yes. then what's the other one that I love? Christmas present or present. No, Christmas, ghost of Christmas present. That's yeah. It's his song. It's yeah. It's song. his song. It just, it's, I it just love it. like Christmas. Listen, <laughs> tears, tears. It deserved a Grammy. It deserved an Oscar. It should have won a lot of awards. So that's, I love that movie so much. I feel like it doesn't get the credit it deserves. Also, I put for this one, Last Holiday is such a good movie. And I always forget that it actually is very like Christmassy. That's like the Queen Latifah one where she goes to the. Um, she thinks she's going to, she has like, it's she, her last Christmas. She thinks yeah, it's her she last thinks Christmas. thinks it's her last Christmas, spends all of her money, amazing love story to it. Oh it's such a good movie. And I forget about it every year because it's not one of those yeah. like classic Christmassy once, but it's technically it's about the holidays and and it's and snowy. It's like this. I forget where they go, but somewhere in Europe, I feel like, and it's like this really cool snowy one. So I feel like that's my and she's I really funny that. and she's so funny. Yeah. So that's Is another that one that I cool J. Yes, I love interest in that. Yep, I'm pretty. I I'm Russian when I was little. <laughs> Who didn't? Who still doesn't? <laughs> LL Cool J. <laughs> okay, so what are your guys's? I have one, which is A Child's Christmas in Wales, the movie. Oh, is, this is a choice. I don't know this. I, we actually I do don't. have the DVD at my house, and we do watch it from the DVD. Um, but it's, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't actually really think that anyone in the U.S. really watches it. Um, I don't actually know how my family came to be fans, but it, you know, it has the reading of like the actual book sort of like over the film, but then cool. um, there's like also just regular movie stuff. And it's very Wait, cute. Like, it's animated. What it's called again? A Child's Christmas in Wales. Uh, that's okay. I'm Googling this. I Sounds magical. It. Yeah, it is. Is it animated? It is not animated. It's yeah. It's like, I don't know, cute, heartwarming, classic. Where does one watch it nowadays? Um, does it stream? On DVD? <laughs> <laughs> on DVD? <laughs> Actually, I just Googled it. You can get it for free on YouTube. <gasps> oh, even is better. This like you, 
You said they read the book over it. Is this like a 15 minute movie? No, no. It's because they <laughs> they break up the book um, with like regular scenes. But okay, the book, it's very well done, I think. Underrated Christmas movie. I, I don't know that I have an answer. Uh, there was a movie that came out on Netflix last year that I thoroughly enjoyed. It was called Love Hard on Netflix with Nina Dobrev. I knew you were to say that. Okay, did you guys like it? Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. I liked it. I feel neutral about it, actually. I thought, oh, so you wouldn't watch, I, I well, here's the thing. I, I don't know how much I'd watch it, but I already pulled it up to watch once this year. And my husband was like, you're watching that again? And I was like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> There's not that much. It's like I it's either what? watch something a lot or I'll never watch it again. Never again. And so it's yeah. a big deal when you go to watch something again. It is. I, I mean, it's a good feel good I just, parts of it give me the ick a little. Like I, like, oh, isn't sure. that the one where they, they like sing, what did they sing? And it, it really gave me some bad She sings my, and she's having an allergic reaction, that scene. I kind of forget. I, I'll rewatch it again. Oh, but, they do sing. They change the words to, um, baby, it's cold outside. Oh, oh. which I'm all about. I really love <laughs> where they were going with you didn't that. Like that part? I didn't like it. Just the the it just it, I felt the ick in my chest, and I couldn't get rid of it. And that's but I really respect where I love the idea of changing the lyrics and being all about mm-hmm. consent. I'm all for that. It just gave me a little ick. Okay, to pivot a little bit from the favorites. I have a question. Okay. Character from a holiday movie that you would want to live their life. That's a kind of a random question. So again, is there a character or is it also like storyline that you would want to be your own? If you're like, put me in that movie, I want to be them. The obvious answer is Cameron Diaz in the holiday. You get the (laughs) huge house, you get Jude Law. That's the obvious answer. Yeah, but you're also getting cheated on and overworked at the beginning. I'd put up with that for her (laughs) house and Jude Law. I would. But that's a good point too. So, but I think that like, that's obvious. Everyone, you know, might choose that, whatever. But why her Kate Winslet? Is Jude Law the main factor there? Actually, Elena, I have something interesting for you that I've been thinking about in regards to that question. And I love Jack Black. (laughs) Well, yes, but also... I I love his character and it way more than I Jude love. Law. I don't like no, I agree. Jude I loved his character. He was so cute. But here's my thesis statement. I think What's that your- in the purpose of us discussing holiday movies, I am Cameron Diaz and you are Kate Winslet. Like my style in California, you're very Kate Winslet in your like English cottage, don't you think? Hell yeah. That's why I'm like, <laughs> why Cameron Diaz? Here's me like like I know. <laughs> why does everyone and to me the Jude Law guy is like kind of douchey and like uh, why do women go for that guy like go for like the sweet I'm a big proponent of I get it a little sweetheart yeah yeah no that's I mean I would also let's do it let's remake it with okay (laughs) say no more Emma which which one is more appealing to you well I'm gonna expose myself here because I've never seen the holiday (laughs) Emma how have we gone this is long? Is everyone listening? Do you all hear this <laughs> confession? <laughs> Emma, that's a bit, you need to watch it. I know, I know. I don't know. I clearly need some holiday movie education after this episode. I have a whole list. But Emma, I feel like we're getting from you like more of the classics, which I really admire. Thank yeah. you. Like, did you see Love Hard? <laughs> I did see Love Hard, yeah. Um, and I quite enjoyed it. And actually, I was going to say that the character who's life I would live is actually from a movie that also came out last year, which was this Brooke Shields Christmas movie. Um, it's called, she goes to a castle. Yeah. A castle yeah. for Christmas. Seen it. It's super <laughs> oh, cringy. That's a, no, I love She's an author, one. right? Yes. She's an author. Totally. Like that's aspirational for me. I just want to feel sad and want need to write my book and go to a castle in Scotland and fall in love. Heck yeah. Um so that's, that's the movie one. is not cringy. Here's the thing. If anyone expects like one of the Hallmark Channel movies to be some kind of like Oscar winning quality film. No, that's not what you're getting. Don't sign up to watch that. Right. You're not like, there for that. That's not yeah. what they are. But you have to take them for what they are and then rate whether they're good or not based on your own. Because I have a favorite as well of the like made for Hallmark 
Christmas movies. Josie, do you know any of those? They're all on Netflix now, by the way. Yeah. I love a Hallmark movie, but I don't remember any names of them ever. They're just, it's like Christmas in some town in Europe, sometimes in the South, sometimes. But I love all of them. Okay. I I have a favorite, which I'll just throw in now, I guess, for those of you who are going to watch. And I want to hear other people's input. I would love Christmas Inheritance. Oh. It is available to watch on Netflix. This is with the actor, the lead actress. I don't know. I don't think she's like a big name, but the love interest is a big name. He was um, Fran in the show Girls. And I can't think of Jake. Is his his name Jake? I don't even know. But um, he's good. And like, he's actually a really good actor that it makes it a little bit more believable. Like, Like his whole role in the movie like you you buy his character where like some of them are just you know the California Christmas or whatever that one is like I've seen them all but like I he's good that he makes I think the beginning intro scene when you turn this on because I recommended it and you're like Lena this is bad just wait till she gets to the town and you see the Jake character or whatever his character's name is because that's when it gets better Christmas you just summed up Try every it. Hallmark movie ever is she gets to the town and meets a guy named Jake that's just every Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movie at all times. So, but yeah, that I do love to go to one. a small town. So is that, was that your answer for the character's life? You don't want to live or do you have a different answer? No, I don't know if I have an answer. I'd really have to think about that. And I, oh, his name's Jake Lacey and he plays Jake Collins. So there you go. Um, <laughs> a lot of Jake. So it's like Jake. fuck boy name <laughs> possible. Jake. A uh, character from a holiday movie that you'd want to live. I don't know that I have an answer. I mean, it would be pretty cool to get a ticket on the Polar Express and go to the North Pole. Just, That's a great answer. Which, first of all, Tom Hanks owns all the rights to that movie or something. Like, owns it all, did all the characters. Incredible. The graphics are so bad. It was like early CGI graphics that it makes it borderline creepy when everything else about the movie is perfect and amazing and magical yeah. and the music. I'm like, you know they still have all the footage. Like, I don't know if you know this, but Tom Hanks was in like a blue full body suit unitard in a full blue CGI room with a million little sensors on his body acting really? with nothing around him, all the characters, except for the children. He does all like, he's just in a big open space acting out this movie, all the different oh, characters. I didn't know. And did they like animate over him or what? How do they do that? You know how I know this? The DVD. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Special features. Uh, well then they take his, however CGI works, they take all of his acting and action and put it into the computer and then make the graphics. But, oh. but it's been really acted out by someone. That's how, like, they did Avatar and all those CGI movies that were, like, there's a Gollum, right? Like, it was a human doing it. So I'm, like, take all that CGI footage and upgrade the graphics. And, like, give us the exact same movie, but 2022, 2023 version with, like, modern graphics. Because the graphics on that movie are so bad. But point is, kids doubting Santa, so he gets to go actually meet Santa. I'm, like, hello, sign me up. Like probably the best hot chocolate ever. Like right, the great that would be a great thing to live. Although he also goes through some like that's scary. The puppet man. That's true. Scary. Very true. But I'll be the book version. (laughs) Yeah, keep it light. Keep it light. Keep it light. The other character I would be because, like I said, Mm -hmm. Cameron Diaz was the obvious one. I loved your guys' answers. I would also want to be that. I also would want to be Joanna from Love Actually, like the girl that's so good at singing and everyone's obsessed with her. The child. The child. (laughs) Who gets like one scene. I'd like to be her. Oh, what about the one who gets to marry the prime minister? I would love to be her. Wow. She's got a great little storyline. She's got a great story, but like... You know, the new deal. Do you want to be the child who... I want to be the child. I want everyone to, like, worship me in school. Do you actually just want her voice? Yeah. She also is, like, awesome. Yeah. Like, she's so cool. You know what I mean? Like, she's, like, the the cool girl in school that I never was. And I think that's why I'm, like, to be Joanna. Oh, yeah, that's true. I I hear Liam Neeson saying, like, your girl's American. Yeah. God, there's (laughs) me with the bad accent. (laughs) Her name's Joanna. And she's like, or the little boy's like, yes, like mom. Yeah. Oh, Oh, that's such a sad conversation. But I know. Yeah. 
Alrighty. I mean, I could clearly keep talking about this all night, but to wrap it up and send you all on your way to enjoy your beautiful holiday season, we are going to finish this with one more question. And it's a beautiful question, I think. It is the holiday movie. What is the holiday movie that you think taught you the most about the season, about the holiday? Like which movie you think gives the, the most lessons out there? Gives you the most lesson. Great question. Does that make sense? Do you have the it biggest sure takeaway from? Yes. Okay. I love the question. So Emma, do you have an answer? For a holiday movie that taught me the most? Or like a lesson you love or something. I mean, I feel like we've talked about love actually so much, but that's really my answer. I know. I did write an article on the site in 2018 that's called Seven Lessons About Relationships Love Actually Taught Me. And I sent it to Gary because I'm like, this is a work of art. Like we should bring it back. <laughs> If I do say so myself. I'll say that. (laughs) So there's a lot to learn from love, actually. (laughs) This is a work of art. And per my article on theevergirl.com circa 2018, you really do. I think they do an amazing job highlighting how I could really go off on this topic on the things love actually has taught me. But they really do do a great job of like, because not every single story they get like the... um. The girl with the brother, Lauren Lenny's character, is that her name? Yes. With Hot Carl and that whole thing. Like they don't end up together. Nothing happens. And it's so sad. But then you also see her having a moment and celebrating with her brother and hugging him. And it's like, you kind of have this moment of like, that's what you think she's wanted the most all along is to have Hot Carl. But really, like she is, is like her love for her brother is above that. I think they did a great job showing that. Mm -hmm. So. The guy who does the cards, like his love mm-hmm. for his best friend overrode his love for the, for the girl, I guess. I think that's arguable. Does it <laughs> if he actually like goes? <laughs> but he does say no hope or agenda. And then he can let that's it go true. once she knows because he's not that's trying true. to win her over. He's not trying that's to like. That's true. Yeah. And I think that was part of like, even though this Crucial is a whole weird card. card no hope or agenda. Sorry. Crucial yeah. card. Crucial. <laughs> no hope or agenda. It gets anyway. way more messed up without that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay, wait, Jazzy, what's your right. answer to this? Do you have a... So I do. Same? Are you a love, actually? Well, I mean, clearly I could talk a lot about things I've learned from love, actually, and the beauty that is that movie. But I would say, in addition to that, my answer is, like, Polar Express or Miracle on 34th Street, like, anything that is... Like seeing is not believing and faith. And I just love that. I love that part of the holidays and that idea of Santa that it's like that you learn as a little kid of like, you know, seeing is not believing and have faith in something bigger, I think is like the overarching theme of like, have believe in magic. And obviously as adults, that looks, you know, magic looks different than it looks when we were a kid. But I think it's, beautiful to remind ourselves to like believe in magic that we don't have to see. I got deep. I couldn't agree more. That's amazing. No, when he holds that bell again, I think I watched this movie like two nights ago, Polar Express. And he's like, I believe. And then he hears the bell and like, and I'm like, clearly I don't believe in Santa yet. I, that scene like makes me cry. And it's just about the concept of believing and like the magic of the season and what it is and all of that. So I couldn't. Wait, do you want to know the cutest thing? Yes. My, so my little brother, when, so that must have come out in like mid to early 2000s, whatever. But whenever it came out, he was really young. Yeah, Google to see, because I think he was like six or something around there. So he asked Santa for a bell from his sleigh after watching the movie. So my parents got him like a, a little bell and like put it in a box and like wrote a letter like special from Santa or whatever. So then he was walking around at like our family Christmases and was like, can you hear it? Can you hear it? Is that so cute? That's adorable. That's so cute. And yeah, 2004. Magic. 2004. Clearly so he was the 2000s like were like prime holiday movie. Like what? It's been 20 years and we haven't had anything to compete with the 2000 era movie. <laughs> I mean, come on, filmmakers of America. Arguably yeah, any like lighthearted movie, two thousands was the prime time. Yeah. yeah it, it was, was good. the prime yeah. time. Okay. I mean, I think if I had an answer to this, 
I think I do have I do have an answer, but I also have a second answer. Okay. <laughs> I, I want to hear them all. Okay. My first answer is I think this is so cheesy, but like it's a wonderful life is really sad, especially when you watch it as an adult. Like it just hits differently. Like this whole like his dreams and the, like what actually happened, but then he realizes he loves what actually happened. And there's yeah. like an overarching, like really depressing undertone to that movie. But again, I think there's a goes without saying a beautiful lesson there, right? Um, but I was thinking about this and I was thinking about this prepping for this episode because I know we were planning to talk a little bit more about like music and songs and what your favorite songs were. And we didn't quite get to that because we talk a lot and there's a lot to say about movies. But when I thought about my favorite Christmas songs, which also kind of equates to my favorite movie of The Family Stone, which you said was depressing or like like sad. My favorite songs also are the Judy Garland, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I think any version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which is her song, like it's a very sad song. And like, even in the movie, when you hear it, you kind of cry. But the concept of it, like the lyrics of it. And then there's also this song that I was listening to Michael Bublé's version, which is like Christmas, the snow's falling down. It's all about coming oh. home for Christmas. Classic. And they both have this theme of like coming, like, again, what's the spirit of the season? It's like gathering with loved ones. And that's kind of the point of all of it. And then even the family stone is all about coming home for the holidays and like getting together with loved ones and something that's just, even though, and I talked about this on our most recent podcast episode, like there's stress to it and it can feel overwhelming, but if you can just come back to like, taking the stress out of it. And it's actually just about who you're with, not. I love that. There is that, that obviously that it's almost like cliche at this point, that, that theme of like coming home for the holidays. And, but I, I like that Alita because I think you can, as adults, it's a nice reminder to like reflect on like home doesn't have to mean your family's house that you go to and spend with. Mm -hmm. It's like, who are like, what makes you happy? And I feel like that's home. So it's kind of like this nice reminder to like, come back to what truly makes you happy, the people that truly make you happy. So I love that. I think that's a great, a great point, a great little bow on top of a wonderful episode and wonderful conversation. So I love that. That's great. Well, thank you everybody out there for listening in. We will be taking the next week off so you all can go enjoy your families, your friends, your hopefully relaxing break, if you have a break, um, or just the wonderful season. Um, And we will be back on January 3rd with our very first episode of 2023, which is so exciting. It is a great one. So you guys are going to love it, but I hope everyone out there has wonderful holiday season and come home to yourself. I just feel like that's the best way to end on it. (laughs) I love that. Thank you, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.